Hey, I just want to hop in before the podcast episode and say uh, thank you for checking it out. Um, in the beginning, you're going to hear me introduce it as the Peña cast, but I had a change of heart. And so I would like to now say welcome to Heavily Opinionated, uh, my personal podcast. So I just want to say thank you for checking it out, and I hope you enjoy. And welcome to the very first episode of the Peña cast. So I thought it would be fitting um, for the first episode to have a little reunion with uh, the idiocracy. So yep. here with me, I have the best Boy Scout, the most religious altar boy, the man behind the Cadillac, the schmuckiest of the schmucks, and the god of Ponzi schemes, Fonzie Ornelas. Thank you, thank you. I never <laughs> made my, I, I, I just want to say, I never made my Eagle Scout, so I am technically a failed Boy Scout, if that counts. But hey, it's the effort that counts nowadays, you know? I, know, I maybe know how to start a fire maybe okay now okay in what situation would you find yourself trying to start a fire okay so i'm gonna give you a lord of the rings i mean lord of the fly scenario i'm in a plane plane crashes i'm with a group of people nobody knows how to do jack nothing i did they're like hey that kid was an eagle no was a boy scout maybe he knows how to start a fire you just carry some badges around in your in your back pocket in case you want to you want to brag Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm like, yo, I got the um, teepee making badge. <laughs> yeah, uh, my mom made a killer teepee for me when I was like in the second grade. <laughs> I can imagine so. <laughs> Dude, I look so cool showing up with a with a fabric made teepee, coffee stain to make it look more authentic. Oh, uh, yep. I owned the science fair in elementary school. Oh, this was your science fair? I don't understand how <laughs> TPs have to do with science fairs. No, actually, no. What was it? Or maybe my GT project. I don't know. But <laughs> I took second place at the science fair twice, and I won the, the school spelling bee in the fourth grade. Okay? You know what? I hey, in elementary school. That's better than my science fair project. Fourth grade, my science fair project was um, which M&M color takes the longest to melt in your hand i think it was something like that and it's green by the way it's green <laughs> well i mean that's like a typical elementary school project it's either that or like the milk with the with the q-tip and the paint uh-huh yeah i think i think the, the hardest one i did was uh what bread takes the fastest the shortest amount of time to to grow mold or something what? like I just I, I got bread I put it in Ziploc bags with water and I threw them in the pantry for like a solid two weeks <laughs> and I'll just be like oh day three white bread has developed the most amount the wonder bread the H-E-B bread oh dude H-E-B's crustless bread oh. engineering right there um but let's see for okay first so SpaceX was supposed to have a launch with NASA yeah first launch in U.S. soil in nine years. Wow. What is that? Since like Obama administration? Yeah, that is. Yes. President Trump has been in office for four. I don't know. It's felt like a decade. Um, yeah. Okay. So first, wow. how do you feel about them going back into space now? Um, like, how do I feel about them going back? Like from U.S. soil, at least? No, like, the uh, fact like that we're starting? do you think we should have had these launches like for the last 11 years? Like, do you... Do you see the need to be going to space to have continued being in space, like U.S. launched operations? I don't know. I mean, we were like cost cutting by just um, going 
going off of the Russians and stuff like that. I mean, we were using their shuttle programs. So if, if I'm it doesn't correct, matter. If I'm correct, I believe Trump launched Space Force and in the following budget, he cut NASA funding. That's interesting. It seems like then he's trying to really militar- militarize our like space. Do you understand the point of Space Force? No, there okay. seems to be. Neither do I. There's hold on. There's no space terrorist out there. It's interesting. I've I've never heard of a space terrorist yet. It's the Russians, bro. The Russians. Do, it's do Ronald gonna... Reagan all over again. It's Ronald Reagan all over again. Maybe it'll happen in our lifetime where we have space terrorists, which sounds funny. It sounds like Duty, a movie. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, bro. It's yep. coming. Or was it Advanced Warfare? Yeah, right. You're thinking of Ghost. The best ghost? Game. I never played the Ghost campaign. Heard too oh, many bad reviews. You messed up. Actually, uh, George got a copy of Call of Duty Ghost for his birthday. Oh, oh his mom hates him. <laughs> no, no. We did a little crappy birthday parade. It was just like Ray, Cheddar, his brother, Jeremiah and I. And we just uh-huh. drove in circles because he lives on a roundabout. Uh-huh. And uh, I gave him a bang. Cheddar gave him Call of Duty Ghost. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah gave him some chips and I think Ray said screw you I put this together that, that's nice that's considered it's the thought that counts yeah I was uh, I was blasting uh, Tamale by Tyler the Creator <laughs> Not, uh, and then I saw uh, his nieces walk by at the young age of three oh. immediately oh. lowered the volume started blasting happy birthday god tier save right there god tier save turn but, it to um, KHOY anyways back to what we were saying um, yeah I saw during the live stream uh, before they, you know, they canceled it. Mm. It was literally just like the, a waste of three hours. Uh, oh, I but, can uh, imagine. Yeah, they cut it off like 20 minutes before it launched. Um, but what's it called? <laughs> they, NASA was surprisingly like very like positive and open about the fact they're using commercialized space travel. And I felt like that's something that's weird. Like, because like, it's, always... it's NASA. It's NASA is supposed to be the superior space, like entity. It's a government entity. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's powered it's by the, the U.S. government. government. But yeah. at the same time, during the press conference, you're like, yeah, uh, it's nice now that during this time period, we're gonna take commercialized space travel and combine it with ours. And I feel like that kind of, kind of ruins the fun, you know. Uh, kind of, but I mean, lots of government private entities are leaving. I mean, look at the prisons. I mean, a majority of prisons aren't government funded. Anymore. I say we it's save a entity. bunch of money, take out a couple loans and start a private prison. Oh, it would be so profitable. Like, so profitable. that's the sad reality. Like, Yeah, it is. Incarceration has a good turnaround. I mean, it's really terrible. I know, but uh, what's it called? Um, have you noticed space has become very politicized? It's a very political charged movement. Yes, recently, um, Trump, they passed that law where um, space mining is now a thing. Like, it used to be you can no longer, like, like no one had control of that, but space mining is our future. You see, I feel like I took my astronomy class at, like, the perfect time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, like, they launched Space Force, SpaceX launched their satellites for broadband internet, and then my astronomy professor is like, this is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. I can no longer look at the stars clearly. We have satellites in the way. Space mining is going to destroy elements. And that's how the 1% takes over space. It's going to be very funny and interesting when you have like oil rigs on like fucking Jupiter. I mean, look, it's because this is where this is where it gets complicated. If you take the humanity out of it, 
why wouldn't you just want to go and take over space? I mean, it's out there for the taking. Exactly. Like, no one's there. Uh, but I think, actually, Elon Musk just came on. He was like, yeah, uh, creating a village in Mars, not profitable. You can't, you can't do it. You're losing money. Oh, it, it's not it, sustainable. He's going back on that. I think he, oh. he, they have a movie and a book, The Martian, bro. He teaches you how to do exactly. it. Poop and potatoes. Exactly. Poop and potatoes. You can almost win an Oscar or an Emmy. Uh, look, I just want to, I mentioned Elon Musk, so I just want to come back and just throw it back at your face. Uh, mm. so, uh, sophomore year in high school, Ms. De La Garza's class. Oh, my God. You bullied it's me a, for investing in Tesla stock when it was at 260. It's a bubble. Check it's it a now. Bubble. Check it now. I, I know. Almost, I could have quadrupled my money. Let me, worth let me, I don't even need to check it. Let me guess. Today it was trading somewhere at low 900s. Oh, it's really weird because it had a good time like during the quarantine and then it like uh-huh. randomly like dropped hard. And then it randomly skyrocketed back hard. Um, it I, is in the low 800s. I want to say it dropped because that's when they had to shut down um, the factories in China, I thought. And it was just right after they announced they were going to be opening them. Yeah. And then they also were like, oh, yeah, we're cutting the prices. Yep. But then at the mm-hmm. same time, he was like, autopilot is going up $1,000 every year. And yeah, like, because okay, right, right now it's... When you want to order them, it's like you pay either 7000 right now or you face having to pay more in the future. Yeah, and what's really interesting is the fact that, like, okay, so cars are obviously one of the most, like, dumbest things to buy clean, new off the lot. It depreciates Definitely. extremely. Definitely. Yep. Okay, but with the Tesla, the longer you have it, it's almost like the better car you have. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there's obviously like the actual car improvements, like oh, we've improved the seats and memory foam cushions mm -hmm. now, or whatever, or like the dashboard has cleaner or faster responsive screen. But like, let's say I bought a Tesla three years ago. Now, by now, it's like okay, it's just like my regular daily driver car. But now, technically, like three years later, you have the best autopilot that's out there. Yeah. When you, but compared to when you first bought it, autopilot was barely even a thing. Yeah. So like, I feel like Tesla is like one of the, the fewest exclusions of buying a car. I really want one if you can tell. Like, oh, no, no, no. I, I can tell your fan. I mean, remember, what was that damn SUV we had like for a week and you, you wanted to see it? I don't know what the name of the model is. is it oh, the, the Model, model X? X? David yeah. Dobrik's one? Yeah. yeah. Wait, you only had it for a weekend? You returned it? No, we had it for a whole week. You returned it or what? You did the test drive? Yeah, my dad wanted the Cybertruck. Oh, that's true. I listen. By the I'll time say, the Cybertruck gets here. I'll say something about those goddamn Goldwing doors. Okay, they take too long to open. Too long. If I had a regular door, I could be out of there in two seconds. Those damn Goldwing do- doors. Would you really be seconds. out of those doors in two seconds though? Okay, taking into account the time it takes me to like moan about getting off of the car. <laughs> And take off my seatbelt, maybe 10 seconds. But still, those Goldwing doors take too long. They're very nice, take too long. I know, there's that one, there's the one clip where like, they're right up against the wall and they just shoot straight upward. That's impressive. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Meanwhile, there's still people driving Kia Souls, those little stupid Hey, those are good cube cars, okay? I hope they survive. You know what? Why do Priuses get a bad rep? They're honestly so fuel efficient really cheap compared to an average car nowadays but they look ugly is that the bad rep 
kind of. I mean, it's all that like early mid two thousands like war propaganda of the what was going like, on in the Gulf War and being like, oh, we want oil cars and we want, you like, know, give me a twenty twenty Prius and I'll be so happy. I'll gladly plug it into my wall to charge. It's yeah. Well, I mean, the, not anymore. Gas sa- is pretty cheap. I don't mind gas anymore. It's like a dollar thirty three right now, but the cost saving when it comes to electric is crazy. It truly, and don't you get tax incentives for having? Used to, they're now scaling back some of the tax incentives. But um, what's it called? Speaking of gas, this is just jumping around the whole time. But speaking of gas, um, did you see Trump? Oh, first of all, negative oil prices. Did you order your thousands of oils? Oh yeah, definitely. It's we actually cleared out the pool, and now it's just a huge oil pit. I mean, it, you can still swim in it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Pigeons are dying all around my house, but I mean, <laughs> that's the, that's life. I saw, I saw a dude, he did the math and he's like, if you were to, if you were to have bought the oil futures at its lowest price, which was like negative 37 or something like that. Yeah. He did the math and he's like, if you were to order like this many thousand, the money you would get back, you would be able to pay to have boats store it and still be able to get rid of it and still make a profit. That's interesting. That that seems too lucrative to be true. That seems too good to be true, you know? I mean, the fact oil prices were in the negatives were like like shaky enough. But Oh yeah, that's what? incredible. Respect that man for going out of his way to discover you could still make money even though you have nowhere to store oil. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like at first I was like, you know, like reasonably speaking, where could I put this oil? But then I like took into consideration the amount of barrels it would be and i did some like sims of like planning around the house and i was like this wouldn't even be worth the thirty-seven thousand dollars or whatever <laughs> it just it's not worth it but you know it, it happens but yep. uh, what's it called how has quarantine been because you have been extremely busy to be locked inside your house during a global pandemic <laughs> You are the reason this podcast is like three weeks late because I wanted to make sure you were the first one. And then I'd be like, yo, you free? And he's like, mm, my goldfish's dentist appointment got pushed back till tomorrow. Hey, my dentist so, appointment. <laughs> how do you feel about the fact you have a, a, a man reaching in your mouth during a global pandemic? A woman. A oh, woman, a woman. my bad. First of all, I have so much metal in my mouth. I can build the USS Lexington. Oh, that's right. You have braces now. Yeah, I got I got them. Are you still getting your, your jaw destroyed? Well, it's interesting because the guy who's going to do it, he's the head of the UT Science Center. And I don't know, apparently my surgery isn't essential, which I get it. I get it. It's not essential. Yeah, I guess it's so, like lived 19 years without it. They're... I guess he's doing something else with Corona for now. So it's kind of on the back. Oh, yeah, he's just, he's just, you know, leading it. But I know he's playing of, golf. Speaking every of UT and Corona, um, I saw somewhere of that apparently like the government's asking uh, UT for some documents that could possibly link them to the Chinese government. That's very interesting. Hey, what starts here changes the world, baby. What starts here changes the exactly. world. Exactly. But uh, yeah, what have you been doing this quarantine? Because I know I've been real bored. Um... I've gotten really into Warzone. I mean, I'm just too competitive. Now. I've won a solid a like six times. Really? 
and that's I think more wins than I ever got on Fortnite. Wow. Wow. I, I absolutely will never go back to Fortnite. Oh, I tried going back to Fortnite because they hadn't added the four-person squads in Warzone yet. Uh-huh. And Angel, George, Ray, and I, so we're four. And they're uh-huh. like, okay, let's get Fortnite. Got Fortnite. Instantly regretted waiting in two hours for that to download. Like, it's just... Like, it's still kind of fun, but, it, like, the only people that are left playing are the sweaties that just, like, spam click. It's just, like... <laughs> Build, they have build, a build. Two twin towers built up already. Like, how do you even get, get through that? How do you get through that? See, that's why I like Warzone. You can't build. You just hide on top of skyscrapers and shotgun whenever they come through. The stadium. You hide on the roof stadium. Land a helicopter. Okay. Off. Hold on. The thing about that is that if you find another squad there, you got to be ready to just engage. Uh, I have, okay. I have one, the worst aim ever. Two. <laughs> yeah. The slowest reaction time. <laughs> slowest. But you know what? Sometimes I have been the one to come and clutch. I have. Hey, you, you have Animal Crossing, right? Of course. Three Star how's Island, it? I'm trying. Three Star Island, I'm trying. How has that been going? Um, good, actually. Um, today was a good day on the stock market. I made 1.2 million, million bells. Wow. That sounds like nothing to some people because wow. they're a You're bunch of swing how do you, like, I, okay, hold on. Speaking of Animal Crossing, why are there people that go so hard on Animal Crossing? It's I have no idea. The most peaceful, tranquil game. Like, there's been days where I just sit there and fish for an hour. Like, it's peaceful. And then there's people that they're like, oh, you want to come to my island? 5.7 million bells, and I don't know what. Oh. And then you go, and it's like this recreation of like tokyo japan and you're like there's no need like it's the fire festival you already have enough bells don't bully me like getting 1.2 bells today i felt like the king of the world that sounds like a lot when that when meanwhile like angel has like 10 million bells just whatever carrying them around like nothing but what the hell has angel been doing uh so basically when the game came out there's a duplication glitch where if you get two characters and you spin one and the other one picks it up um, it doesn't actually pick it up, so you can just fill up your inventory. I get it. Um, and Discord is the home of the Animal Crossing tryhards. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where you can find a bunch of people. They're like, oh, yeah, like I have a bunch of crowns for sale. I'll sell them for 1.5. And it's like, it's crazy how tryhard those people go. But I mean, I've been real peaceful with it. No, um, I, have a, I have a home loan at the age of nine, of 18. Um, oh really? i'm paying off the the second floor portion of the house oh that's good that that's um, really good i feel like in two days i'll be uh purchasing the home loan for the basement part of the house Don't get a double prime mortgage of like you know hey i just want to point out they reduced the interest rates in the game Come wow, on. that that's considerate. That's considerate. Why does it have to be so realistic? I have millions in savings for a reason. <laughs> you, you know, it's interesting when the, the housing crisis is going to happen in Animal Crossing. I just want there to be a stock crisis or housing crisis within the game. Hold on, wait, wait. So you do you have Animal Crossing? Because you were ready for it. I was ready. Here's the thing. It's sold out everywhere. And people are trying to uh, resell them for like crazy prices, like 600, 700. And just oh, yeah. for the regular Switch. Like, there's I don't know like, why it's sold out. There's people straight up like dealing Switches like if they're drugs. 
yeah no i mean it's total bs so like i'm just gonna wait it out and maybe by the fall it'll get better or uh, i could yeah. actually buy a decent maybe switch if, uh, maybe if everyone's supply chains weren't concentrated in china you know very true what do i know very what do i know but what i mean you know? dude yeah i didn't i didn't think the animal crossing switch was going to be like such a big deal but then oh like, no it is it, it was and i saw like people it reselling was. it for more than a thousand yeah and no it's were crazy. buying, and that's that's why they get to do that but i mean i have the i think i have like one slot slot open for villagers but i want to get rid of one i don't like her she's kind of <laughs> mean she's kind of ugly in it these trying times you're gonna get rid of a bit brandon that's terrible dude that's i'm so bad it. with my the, the villagers in my town dude like every other day someone you do nothing will come up to them. me from where i ignore them so they come up to me and they're like hey, so actually I've been thinking about moving out and then I go, oh, damn it, I feel bad now. So then I'm like, oh, no, don't move. But like, I'm waiting for that one ugly one to be like, I want to move. And I go, please, sayonara, sucker, because I don't your bags. want it. I don't, don't take any peaches it. on your way out. Just go. Getting Just all the go. fruits is my highest accomplishment. Like, honestly. I-, I can imagine so. I can imagine so. But I mean, I I haven't like done like all the stupid little like terraforming or whatever like my oh, no. still, yeah it's still in its natural state <laughs> i don't feel like spending millions of bells to move the houses come on i mean it'll look nice you make a little artificial like, waterfall let me, and let me like expand my house all the way pay off that loan finish all the stupid museums uh fossils and everything <laughs> and then once once i literally have nothing else left in the game to do then I'll consider moving it. But dude, it's like 50,000 50, bells to move something. You choose the wrong I, spot. I didn't know bad. that. Too bad. Wow. wow. That's, That's a lie. incredible. That's that is. a lie. But uh, besides Warzone, what have you done? Um, besides Warzone and going to the orthodontist, really nothing. I find myself driving, just driving now. Uh, I did that yesterday. I, I drove I, in circles. Like, there was one point where I didn't leave the house for five days, and I hadn't looked outside the window. And I was like, yeah, this is getting bad. I just need to at least drive around. Well, at, at the beginning of spring break, um, before, which was the, your second week of spring break. Yeah. Um, when they extended everyone else, um, we went to Houston for the weekend, like, mid, literal mid-March, um, to go with Bray's dad and then, like, go adventure there. And it was, like, uh-huh. before anything really, really hit. Like, everyone was, yeah, like, I gotcha. like, whatever. And I mean, we we're like, well, it's just us three, like whatever we went. And when we came back afterward, it was like, that's like literally within the span of the three days we were there, America started burning down. Wow. And then, um, so I came back and I was like, you know what? I'll be responsible. So I locked my, myself in the house for two weeks, uh-huh. wanted to kill myself. I had conversations with the wall, horrible time, <laughs> but Hey, I did my two weeks. I served my country right. Definitely, definitely. We we all we all just bunkered down, as they would say. But yeah, um, um, I tried to I tried learning how to day trade this quarantine. Oh really? Um, oh. Yeah, like legitimately day trade. Uh, I, there's this uh, warrior trading on YouTube. Uh, that guy, that guy <laughs> makes bank. He makes bank. I'm talking about thousands a day. Brandon, I wouldn't trust these guys. I I personally don't trust any. Oh, is it is it is it a scummy job to do? Yes, definitely, Brandon. But at the same time. I have thousands in college student loans. I literally <laughs> did you know you, I did you know Favor waitlisted me trying to get a job? 
Really? I was like, okay, there is, I like, I've never wanted to do restaurant or fast food. I just, that's not my thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And obviously like all these traditional desk jobs that I could intern them there, they're mm-hmm. all staying at home. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Favor. Everything is curbside delivery now. I don't have to make any interactions with anyone. I'll pull up to H-E-B, open the trunk. They drop it in. I go to the house. I drop it on the front door and text them. It's on the door. Uh-huh. Uh, Andre, the tall one from uh, St. Uh, he works yeah. for, for Favor. And oh, really? I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I, it's a good time. It's easy. So I was like, you know what? Fine. I applied. I get a text. Uh-huh. My, I get an email. Currently, due to the coronavirus, <laughs> uh, there was an upspike in applicants. So we are no longer hiring in your area. And I was like, okay. So I'm just going to use the stock trading. Eventually, it will become profitable. Eventually? <laughs> What's happening right now with your um, portfolio? Okay, so look, let me, so that guy that I watch, uh, uh-huh. the Warrior. guy made, uh, Warrior Trading, yeah. Uh, the guy made uh, $47,000 in one day last week. What did he start off with? Um, what were his beginning? Uh, I have no idea because it's like his like long time portfolio. It was his long time portfolio. No, 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 no. Like that still from fifty thousand to make another forty seven thousand, that's almost doubling your account. That's amazing. No, but what's it called? He um he's done a th- uh, like a video series where he he started off with the five hundred dollar account and uh-huh. he built it up to more than one million dollars. Oh wow that's interesting. So like the guy knows what he's doing uh, and he uh-huh. offered like a free um a free like session course. seminar or whatever course mm-hmm. yeah because uh-huh. he has like an actual course where it's like a thousand dollars see that's like, that's why i don't believe them because i don't believe exactly. in schmucks like, who are like come oh, join my course and I, they're i saw like, someone post like it I've, I've been on tiktok a lot but i also i also on, learn on tiktok no, no. i also learn on tiktok no this guy that used to be a uh, an investment banker uh-huh. uh, and i i like to learn i also learn when i'm on tiktok and he was like <laughs> realistically speaking i don't care how much you make day trading you really can't predict what the market's gonna do yeah like obviously you can look back on yesterday's and be like well you see after it did the double inversion loop-de-loop it then skyrockets uh-huh because you already saw it happen so you can say it happens but you, but can't, you can't sit predict there the and go mm, about to go up thirty thousand dollars right now bye i mean there's just st- you statistics can do behind like it, analytics but, and research yeah. but you can't guarantee the fact that every time there's a double inversion loop-de-loop you're gonna make money uh-huh but basically what I did was I watched it. It was like a three and a half hour, like seminar. I wanted to kill myself every hour. I okay. Took, the, I this took is hilarious. This I, took, is hilarious I wanted to learn. I took notes on it. Okay. Uh-huh. Like I was determined. I was like this summer, <laughs> I'm just going to work from home day trading. Be a millionaire by the end of summer and get that Tesla. Dude, I totally didn't belong in that seminar. Everyone in the chat, he was like, let me get an idea. What are you guys starting within your account? I was two dollars. Like, I was like, mm, I got two hundred in checkings right now, <laughs> and everyone else was like five thousand, five hundred, three thousand. There was a guy that literally was like, mm, right now I only have fifty thousand, but I was thinking about dropping one fifty. I just have it in savings, and I was like, I what? really don't belong here. What? <laughs> I was like, I feel like if you just have a hundred fifty thousand dollars just chilling, that it doesn't You're matter. You're doing to pretty you. good. You're doing pretty well off. I think you should stick with your job, but wherever you're doing. But you must get good interest. So yeah, just I, on your money back. I, I took I took some notes. I applied them. I've looked. I, I opened a, a TD Ameritrade account to use their Thinkorswim. 
Okay. Which I actually uh, finally set up how I wanted it to look with the different charge and scanners and everything. I got um, you. So then I went on Robinhood and I had I was I had like a little bit of money, right? So I was like, uh-huh. okay, technically, like it might be only up two dollars, but that's like a twenty percent return compared to what I've put in. Yeah. You get me? So I was like, okay, uh, like, I got you. The scale is the only thing that changes, but the profit exactly. gain should still be the same. Um, ask me how many times I made profit while trying to day trade. How many times Zero. did you make profit? Brandon, oh my God, this is great. This is great. Three hours of a seminar and it got you zero profit. <laughs> it got me negative like $12. <laughs> Brand, well, okay, hold on. I want to know. So I did basically the same thing. Beginning of quarantine, I put like a thousand like in my um, Robinhood account. Okay, I went Joe, back bro, into- my account right now is worth $71. No, no. You know what? From humble beginning, mighty oaks grow. Remember, from the acorn, a mighty oak grows. Hey, that's literally acorns the app savings uh, saying. Oh, is when, it? Is it? Yeah. Right? Whenever you like click on like your like your projection or whatever, it's like uh-huh. from oak grows a mighty tree or whatever. That that, that's that's the Rockefeller motto. I'm not even joking. That's I mean, it, it makes sense. But what's it called? So yeah, you put in a thousand, and then what? I put in a thousand. And I bought um, Royal Caribbean when it was like at thirty or something like oh, that. Oh man! So and you must have made money because it just I, went I up still yesterday. And Walt Disney when it was at eighty dollars. Oh, you made bank. Yep. You got I've, like a thirty-three percent on that alone. I've already basically doubled. Yeah. Um. But I want to do like smaller stocks so I can get bigger margins. But again, that's that's like, literally the, fi- the the basis of day trading. I, I know. So I need to do my research, but not attend a three hour seminar. I know. But what's it called? But yeah, it was it was definitely like I see where my mistakes were. Uh-huh. Like it was just like I overestimated how much the stock would actually grow. Yeah. But I mean. Whenever I spend something like to see if it was like a good investment or like a good waste of money, uh-huh. I, I like look at how I feel like, you know how sometimes you just feel broke. Yeah. Like that's when I, I compare it to it. Like, um, like there was like two weeks ago, I was just like really just done with life. So I went to Dunkin' like five times in a week. <laughs> okay. And afterwards I was like, that's like 20 bucks that I've just spent on coffee alone. And I went, mm. but I don't feel that those $20 are gone. So I'm okay. It made me morally happy. So, you know, in it some ways it was... It made me help with being locked inside the house. It was a good investment at the end Yeah, of the but day. then sometimes when I buy something, I'm like, uh, I don't regret it, but there was definitely better ways I could have spent this money. Yeah. Yeah, but, I see. Yeah, like I've learned my mistakes. I've seen... Sometimes it's a learning process. Is, um, I, I'll open up a stock that I, that I find and uh-huh. I won't actually like invest or anything. I'll just be like, okay, I would invest at this price and I'll just write down whatever price it was. And then I'll just be looking, be looking, be looking, and then be like, mm, realistically speaking, I would sell here and I would click and then I'd see if I'd make profit or if it would just keep going up or not. But yeah, like mm-hmm. day trading is pretty hard. Cause like you really can't control it. I, there was one company I had like a hundred leftover dollars, like from, um, the amount of money I had put in and I bought into ACB Aurora cannabis. Oh, 
Pre-boom or post-boom? Pre-boom. Dude. Okay, finish you, and then I'll go. I'll, I'll say what I had to say. So, I didn't know um, <laughs> reverse stock splits were a thing. So, it's like from me owning, I don't know how many shares. It must have been like 150. It was a, it was like a, that. it was a one, it was a four to one spot. Uh, yes. Stock split. I went from 150 shares to like 10 shares or nine shares, somewhere around that. I mean, it's still like, it made me money. It's but still worth again, the same no amount margin. of money. You just have. Yeah. So what happened? Let me tell you my Aurora cannabis story. Okay. That's it. Yes. I've, I've always been like, yeah, there's no way like cannabis companies won't be powerhouses in the future. Yeah. Like we're like at what? Like a third of the U.S. has legalized marijuana. I guess so now. And Canada has legalized it. And now CBD oh, yeah. is like the new craze here at the U.S. So I was like, there's no way this doesn't take off, right? I bought Aurora Cannabis. I bought like not that many shares. Again, my Robinhood account's only worth $71 or something. It's still I've, mighty. It's still I've mighty. I've never had a job. So I literally, like, I probably have more money in my account than an average non-working college student, realistically speaking. Yeah. And there's a lot of knowledge. There's just not a lot of money in the wallet. Okay. Uh, but so then I bought it and it went down and it went down <laughs> and down. And there was a point where like the, the, my holding was down like a solid 30%. Was it when it was like trading like at 60 cents or something? Um, like that? It was before it even reached 60 cents. Oh, wow. So it, wow. as you can tell, because it reached 60 cents, it just kept going yeah. down and down. So I was like, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'll sell. And then I saw that it was like less, it was like in the 72 cent area. Mm-hmm. And then it would go up to like a dollar and I'd be like, okay, whatever. Like I still don't see it as a viable option to purchase it. So I just wouldn't like, I would just look at it every now and then. And then they announced the, I just called it a stock merger. Cause like, it's more it's easier for me to like think about it realistically like that uh-huh. and i saw that it dropped even more so then i was like okay well if you were gonna have that stock merger and it went down even more that like that means not people weren't happy with that reaction yeah so yeah. you would assume it would go down after it merges even more rightfully so right oh, instead so. it had like a 45 percent growth yeah I want to say at one point it was like at $19 somewhere. Yeah, no, it, like peaked, 20, it, peaked at, like. it peaked at like around the 20 and then it dropped again yeah, back to like 12 down. and then it picked up back to like 17. Well, and right now I think it was at 15 or something. Yeah. Like and then it dropped back down to 15. Um, yep. But yeah, Aurora Cannabis is like my nightmare. Oh yeah. No, it's a love hate relationship. Speaking with that. of nightmare stock yesterday, uh-huh. um, I, I woke up at like eight, 20 pre-market 10 minutes before the bell rings I, okay I, I told george this exact same story because it pissed me off so hard like i was just in a mood for a solid chunk of my morning yesterday uh-huh. i open up robin hood yep and i go i'm awake before the bell rings let me see any pre-market activity open up the thinkorswim app too and i see this one stock and it's up like 30 percent and i remembered back to the seminar and that man said all of my biggest gainers have already been up 30% pre-market. And I went, cash money, baby. This is the one. This Rolling is the, the one stock that makes me money. It was at $11, okay? Okay. I reawake. 10 o'clock. Phone <laughs> in hand. Drool all over. I fell back asleep, bro. 
I fell back asleep. I wake up at 10. I open up Robinhood. It's now trading at $19. That was an $8 profit per share I could have had if I wouldn't have accidentally fallen back asleep. Come on, Brandon. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. It gets worse. It gets worse. After a stock peaks, it uh-huh. usually plummets, right? Yeah. But it doesn't plummet, but it comes down to like a midpoint area. Yeah. Where it just stabilizes around that area where the resistance is. So it was night 19. I closed Robinhood. I went on with my day. I, I played my war zone. I did my LC orientation. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I check. It peaked at $40. I could have almost tripled my profit per share if I would have bought it, but I never <laughs> did. Because I didn't feel confident. I fell back. I fell asleep on accident. It was just a nightmare. It was a nightmare. <laughs> And that, kids, is why I'm never investing in the stock market ever again. <laughs> Sebastian, you, I mean, Brandon, you're, you're lucky that it isn't 1929 because I could imagine you on the trading floor in 1929, day before market crashes, and you're like, come on, bro. Come on. I don't think I've ever bought a single stock that goes up after I buy it. That's sad. That I feel, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you. I've just been on my laughing track with Disney and Royal Caribbean. So I feel sorry for you. It honestly is. Like, George has way more invested than I do because he, um, he works. So he had the money for it. And I would just give him advice on what to buy. <laughs> and it would sometimes work. My favorite was the Disney one you told me where, like, he bought Disney. At, I think he now must be making a profit. You said he bought uh, it at one I think cent. he sold it, like, a dollar before making profit just in case it went back down. I, it's at 120 now, and it's definitely going to go back to 150. Yeah, I mean, what's it called? He, worry. he had bought it at, like, the 118 area or whatever. Yeah. Because it was, like, Mulan was about to come out. Black Widow was about to come out. Disney Plus was the powerhouse streaming. Yes. And then it just plummeted and plummeted and plummeted. And I was like, oh, yeah, it didn't help. I was like, George, hold on to it. Hold on to it and just pray. And there, yeah, I went back up. But yeah, it was a, it, it's been a rough time with my investing journey. Um, I, I can imagine it. So, you know, here. Every, every day I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I realize I'm supposed to be majoring in finance, in investment banking, and corporate finance. You're in your freshman year. I mean, that's what I tell myself. I go, hey, I'm in my freshman year. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I don't look at any other majors, and I'm like, mm, I'll do that one. Poli sci. <laughs> nah, I'm, I don't know. There's, there's like, poli sci majors. I feel like overthink it sometimes. <laughs> it, poli sci is like the modern day philosophy. But yeah, I, I wanted to do poli-sci. Um, actually, UT was the only school I applied as a non-poli-sci major. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, I applied um, to Harvard as government. Uh, you know what? I'm still mad at Harvard. Whatever. <laughs> it happens. I, I don't think I've ever worked so hard at an application, like until I did Harvard's college app, and I got rejected. Was like it waitlisted or no? Did they like tell you something? Well, I got, I got, I got deferred oh, because deferred. I did I early decision because I did okay. early decision. So yeah. everyone got deferred that didn't get in. And then once the actual decision, they came out, they're like, nah. And I was like, you know, whatever. Um, surprisingly, Rice also told me no. I was honestly surprised at that one. I thought I could get into Rice. Um, and then UT and I applied to UT. Uh, 
as a as an unspecified business, but I don't regret my decision yet. No. But what I do mean, I what do I know of only taking like two business classes? It it can only maybe get better. I've learned I'm really good at astronomy. Might be my calling. Might be my calling. But I don't know. It was a solid semester at least. How was your semester? Oh, Fonji's dead. We're going to take a break real quick. Um, okay, so we're back. Uh, shout out to Spectrum. Crashing at least twice a day. It just so oh, happened. You also have Spectrum where my Spectrum always crashes. I mean, it's no. not like we live with Google Fiber. But yeah, it's nope. been crashing a lot. And I was honestly surprised by the, how good the, the session is going so far until you were just staring into my soul for a solid 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't know what the last thing you heard was. I don't know what the last thing recorded was. So we're just going to move on with our lives and pretend that didn't happen but uh yeah let's get let's get a little controversial something the few some of the viewers will understand because not everyone cares about the stock market nope. actually hold on no 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 i take it back let's get into something real quick um i was seeing a lot of people argue about how people are profiting uh during this coronavirus thing and i just i feel like it's a complicated issue um when it comes to like taking the humanity of situations uh-huh. because like everyone's mentioned like oh yeah there's historic unemployment and i don't know what and i don't know what and it it, it sucks obviously right yeah uh, but at the same time it's like that was their job like most day traders that's what they do for a living that was their job yep. it just so happens that like they were still able to keep working technically i guess if that's mm-hmm. how you can phrase it because i mean yeah yeah it's messed up but like if you take if you take the humanity out of it which is like a like it's really hard to say that like some people won't like what i'm saying and i completely understand yeah like if you take the humanity out of it people have to make money too and it just so happens like that's how they're making their money and one yeah i get it it's the same one man's loss is another man's profit you know it's exactly that we're gonna have to relocate real quick relocating I had no because well that too she was she was making some grunting noises um uh-huh. she was playing with their toys in the cage but I see. also because my parents are coming home soon and I don't want them to just like <laughs> ruin, ruin the audio you. a little bit um <clears throat> excuse me my bad whoa whoa I gotta leave this call that's not acceptable <laughs> you know that isn't acceptable look what's it called but um yeah I feel like it's also like the thing of like adapting and overcoming like i'm sure everyone everyone would love to have consistently be making money during oh, this whole thing. but it just so happens that like the stock market and investing allowed them to be keep doing that like you just change your strategy you start targeting biomedical uh stocks and that's how you keep making your money i mean the same thing goes for like war stocks like lockheed and martin or something like that where it's like okay i'm profiting off of them and they're making missiles that contribute to violence and war so it's like i mean it's the same thing back to the private prisons thing like yes it's a horrible thing but like you got to make your money somehow like and that's i think that's what's messed Uh, up about it i i I think private prisons though i will argue are a lot different i i do have a big vendetta against them i mean i think they they really do only run for like 
the incarceration of man. Like they want, they don't want rehabilitation. That's my only problem. They definitely don't yeah, want rehabilitation. Yeah. There's no um, money in that. Speaking of profiting, uh, I, okay. So there's a, that report that came out, Jeff Bezos first trillionaire by uh-huh. 2026. Internet wasn't too happy about that. Um, I'm kind of like, I don't care about it. I want to get your uh-huh. opinion first, so then we can then we can lead that conversation about it. That he's going to be a trillionaire by 2026. That he's gonna he has the possibility of becoming the first trillionaire. I mean, I kind of view what's going on now as what happened in the early 1900s with the monopolies and what have you not with these big titans of industry. Um, do I think some change is going to happen where it limits? I'm not sure if he's really going to be a trillionaire or if he's going to get to keep that wealth, to be quite honest. With the things, ways are changing in the political atmosphere. I mean, we always have the president against Jeff Bezos. I mean, the way I look at it is like this. We're swaying in the political. We went to one side a little too much. So then we're going to be swaying to the next side a lot. So you you think think after the Trump era is over, we're going to get a very liberal president? I think. Yeah, basically. Interesting. So I mean, somewhere around the realm of like socialism, even. I, I want to say that if it wasn't for the fact Joe Biden is a Democratic nominee, which we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. I think that the way the Trump administration, I see myself as a very uh, middle of the road independent. I agree with both different sections of both parties. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't. I think the Trump's uh, Trump uh, administration's handling of this situation was definitely flawed and there was definitely some major errors and the way uh he's been handling himself lately i think if it wasn't if it was a stronger candidate running for the democrats i think the trump era could have ended yeah i think if we had a stronger candidate it could have really they would have really capitalized on what's going on right now yeah but um so back back to jeff bezos before we move on to that <laughs> uh-huh. it's like uh, what's it called um yeah i don't think it's because it's really weird because it's it's like amazon owns a lot of its stuff but at the same time it's also kind of a distribution center yeah like you could be selling stuff off of amazon when i worked at the running store they were set they They were were selling selling their products through amazon so i think at this like at the same time I see this, everyone's like, he's a trillionaire, like, that's messed up. And I'm like, yeah, that is messed up. But at the same time, why should a man that created one of the most, like, innovative companies ever uh-huh. be forced to give away his wealth? Like, he he worked for that. Same thing with Elon Musk. Everyone was attacking Elon Musk because they're like, because of, um, I think it was basically, um, he said something pro-Trump and anti-lockdown um, and everyone was like yeah he was born into money he's he's an idiot he doesn't even know what he's doing i'm like okay first of all he wasn't actually into, really born into money but even if he was you have to be smart in some sort of way to stay with the money exactly like it's easy to spend it all yeah it's completely it's so it's so much easier to spend money than make money but exactly. at the same time you cannot deny the fact that him creating Tesla and him creating SpaceX have been revolutionary companies. Yeah. And there's definitely. a reason why all of these people have all of this money and wealth. 
Like, I, I, I see, I see your point. I think, however, people are more concerned. Like with, I don't see his wealth as the problem. I just see, I, I have a problem with people who try to corner the market on things and try to control the market. Uh, like he's controlling really that. Um, I mean, Amazon is just really it's destroying uh, brick and mortar. It's getting oh, rid. Uh, maybe brick and maybe brick and mortar deserves to go down. But I mean, if there was more industries and more companies who are electronic based who can compete on par with Tesla, then I would say, oh, that's fair trade. Like I, I don't think I don't think it's that brick and mortars deserve to go down. It's just the 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 life we're living right now, even pre-pandemic. Uh-huh. That it's just so technology based that like you there's literally no point. Like I don't see a point in having to go to the Vineyard Vines outlet in San Marcos when I can order a Vineyard Vines shirt. Like I don't see the point of having to go out and search for a specific book at a bookstore in hopes of finding it when I can just go to a bookstore online and search for that just one specific book in 30 seconds. Depends but how fast you can type. I'll I'll raise the point don't you miss doing that i mean we've been without it like i miss doing that i i realize the value now of physically going to shop like oh yeah yeah there's there's definitely like there's a there's 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 aspects to be missed about it but like at the same time like it's just the world we live in where it's become an option to do that you get me yeah i like yeah i see there's some stuff find me disc off discs here in laredo (laughs) find me yeah you really can you can. You really can. Academy had them for a year. Gone. Maybe Mr. Paulson. If that. If that. Like, <clears throat> you can find you can find used disc and buy them off of the tiny disc golf community we have here in Laredo. Yeah. Or you can go on Foundation Disc Golf, Ultimate Flight or whatever, discgolf.com probably. Like, you have so many options that it just becomes so much easier. I feel like now you go out and shop as more of a societal factor than actual like shopping thing. You get me? Uh, yeah, I get you. Like how many times have we gone to target just to go to target rather than, Oh, let's go buy something at target. It, a criminal amount of times. <laughs> like, <you know? clears throat> like target's one of those companies that people were talking about like, Oh, I miss going to target with my friends. But how many people are actually buying that many things at target? How many people exactly. need to go to target? I I don't have to go to Target, but it's fun going to Target. But at the same time, Target's not going to have shirts that are like, you know where I can find shirts that are like Google. Uh-huh. It's just the, the, the times that we're living in combined with some companies, either A, not being capable of adapting or B, refusing to adapt. And I think, I'm, what, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? Yeah, no, like that was the problem with Sears. They didn't adapt whatsoever. They just went down the whole trench of, no, we're going to stick to things as they are and just uh, cut prices here and there and sell off things, yeah. sell off our name brands. But and I mean, that's what happened. is it messed up that there's a man that's becoming, that can possibly become a trillionaire and has like made millions of dollars in the last two months of quarantine? Slightly, but at the same time, A, all kind of capitalism, that man is winning capitalism. Oh, definitely. B, it's the times we're living in. C, he worked for it, and you're contributing to it. 
Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I wish I had Jeff Bezos' money. Mm-hmm. Would I distribute some of it? Probably. But at the same time, I'm not going to be walking around giving thousands of dollars to people. Uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from when it comes to that. Like, sometimes when I think about all of these people, like, looking towards, like, a socialist lifestyle, like, I'm all for it. Like, you you can believe whatever you want. But at the same time, like, for example, like, if, let's say we were to establish, like, everyone is going to get, like, in Cuba, everyone, you're going to get your one bag of beans and your one bag uh-huh. of rice for a week per person. Uh-huh. If everyone's getting their bag of beans and their bag of rice, why do I want to go to college to become a lawyer if I'm going to get the same beans and rice that someone that's unemployed is going to get? There's no more incentives. In exactly. Ways. And I feel like that if we were to take such a drastic shift, it would, like, I America's not set up for that. No, and we've never have been. And Exactly. And I feel like, I mean... Obviously, during like, I'm open for like who I who I'm voting for and everything. Uh-huh. Democratic primaries. I had Yang all the way. I was I was I would support yeah, Yang. I was gonna Yang, vote for but... Yang. Like, and obviously his UBI. We literally copied it to give money to people doing this. Uh huh. But at the same time, we saw the issue where people were making more off of unemployment than they do regular. Regularly. Yeah, no, it, it's really crazy what's happening now. People now are actually like, okay. Glad. You have to go to work if they offer you your job back or you lose unemployment. And it's like, okay, but at the same time, you shouldn't even have been making more on unemployment. Yeah. But I think that like some sort of UBI would work. But at the same time, A, where are you going to pull that money from? And B, what's going to stop them from improperly using those funds? Oh, yeah, there, there's always going to be corruption and what have you not. I mean, they found it like Obamacare, for example. They found that there was people abusing Obamacare at one point. I mean, not to a big abs- absurd point, but I mean, there was some abuse found in the system. I just want to bring in some comedic to this conversation. If I get a $1,200 check uh-huh. in college, I don't need to buy anything. That's 444 large dice coffees from Dunkin'. Whoa. The money given out to be like innovative and to pay for your groceries, to not worry about paying bills. That's 444 large ice coffees at Dunkin'. That's going to Mr. Dunkin himself. Yeah. His favorite customer. Dude, I better be, dude. Stupid Dunkin'. It's got me. (laughs) I'm surprised they have. I'm surprised they haven't given you at least one stock certificate at God. Brandon, here you go. You bought so much from us. You you have single handedly contributed to one percent of our revenue our quarterlies are up this season because <laughs> of you brandon we want to like, thank you there's I'm, I'm sure when i'm in austin and when i'm laredo the laredo dunkin donuts sees a plummet in earnings oh yeah oh, there's yeah. no way <laughs> they're like where the where the hell is brandon Come like, on. that man he's not there like it's bad. I've memorized the prices. I've memorized the prices. Brandon, Brad, Brandon, come on! You have your exact change there with your pennies and nickels already given. No, I pay with cards, so I can use the the thirty cent roundup from Acorns. Oh, I see. I see. Get Big brain investing also. in ways I don't even think about. <laughs> I see. Um, but okay. So back to serious time now. What are your What do you think is the possibility Trump gets reelected? 
Are you kidding me? It's a high probability. It's almost certain at this exactly. point. Exactly. That my same thinking. And uh, that was my whole thing going into this. I mean, I said the only thing I thought, and I don't even believe this anymore. The only thing that wouldn't get Trump elect- elected would be um, if we went into a recession that again turned into a depression. But I think somehow he managed his way I, to get elected. It, it baffles me that we can be going through such a tough time and the stock market did plummet. But it went uh-huh. back up as soon, like as fast as it went down. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It, it's really crazy. I mean, the Fed was just pumping money day in and day out into the market, and they still are at a crazy amount. Oh yeah, like it's it's concerning. Yeah, like there's no way. I give it ten years before we go into an actual recession. I'd cut that in half at the, this point. The way we are right now. Don't say that, I really, bro. I want to get a stable job first. I need to get a stable you, job. You know, as soon as, like, my finance major isn't going to be anything when I'm going to be applying. I think I heard somewhere that, like, uh, McCombs, uh, uh, um job rates dropped from, like, 80 to 30 during the, the 2008 crisis. Oh, my God. Like, it's That's scary. Terrible. Um, it's okay. We use our day trading knowledge those three hours. <laughs> we make money. We make money. Exactly. Markets are open five days a week unless it's a holiday. Exactly. Exactly. But what's it called? Um, Joe Biden has had though, like if his campaign wasn't already weak enough because he's uh-huh. lost most of the Biden campaign baffles me. First of all. Oh yeah, definitely. Him and Bernie were like the top two from the beginning. Uh-huh. Then you had Michael Bloomberg, like, like hey, I, was, hours. I was a little bit on that Bloomberg track. Hey, I, hey, I love If a man was willing to spend that many millions of dollars for a campaign, that means he was dedicated. Come on. Yeah. Dedicated. I, I, that's the way I saw it. I, it was Man, like, I think he had the best commercial. He had the best commercial, the one about the turtles. And he's like, yes, vote yes. for a man that believes in science. And I was like, right there, right there, that man made something. I loved but, him just because of how short he was. We need okay. a short president. Okay. Short king anthem right there. Short kings represent. Exactly. Um, but, what's, dude, nothing was more heartbreaking than Trump calling him mini Mike and realizing we're almost the same height. <laughs> because he's a giant, like, oaf of a human being. He's like 6'3". He's taller than Ted Cruz. And we met Ted Cruz in real life. And Ted dude. Cruz is too tall. Trump is an interesting shaped man. <laughs> we'll talk about his dementia wobbles in a little bit. Um, but yeah like so bernie is the front runner in early voting and i go mm, suspicious uh-huh. then primary results start coming out and biden falling started way weaker than i expected three states he didn't... then he comes back all of a sudden and he's like at the top and now he's the only one yep. but there is some like a hidden youth demographic somewhere that was like causing all of this because there was not a single like i talked to maybe a handful of like people in our age that were like oh yeah i'm voting for biden yeah i really don't know anyone who like like when talking politics they were like oh yeah biden seems smart yeah like i i don't know where he pulled it from but i mean i'm not to say i'm not surprised at the same time Mm-hmm. He's, he was the vice president. Everyone apparently loves Obama. I um, think it, at the end of the day, it came down to, uh, I guess. Like, it was yeah. literally that expression. Yeah. But um, then the allegations came out about Tara Reid, I believe. Tara Reid. Yeah. yeah. 
left side media ignores it, uh-huh. barely of even course. covers it. And then now the right is just picking it up and using it as the, the hammer to end the campaign. And then, yeah. then he went on that interview with like, what was it? Good Morning America or something like that? I want to say. I don't know. I don't know. One of them. And he, he, he gave like, he, it was a pretty solid interview. Uh-huh. And then he said, if you don't, if you believe, what was it? Like, if you believe Tara Reid, don't vote for me. <laughs> It was something along the lines. You're like, if, or something. And then everyone was like, It's always well. an ultimatum. Yeah, it's like, well, buddy, kind of messed up. And then mm-hmm. the worst quote to come out of Biden in the last few months. If you're not voting for me, you ain't black. You ain't black. Oh, my God. I, I saw that this morning, and I was like, no way. This has to be like some fabricated quote. So I thought that I thought that also. Like I was like, this had to have been taken out of context. It was another conversation. No, he straight no. up he was like, hey, 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 if you aren't voting for me, you ain't black. Oh, so he he did that interview on the Breakfast Club, um, and that was the last thing he says. Yeah, like that that to me that baffles me. That's his finishing line. Like he was like, oh, like it went through his thought process, and he said. Oh yeah, that this is so smart. Honestly, we can get it printed on shirts. It's but like, like, what's wrong with you? I I don't understand, like what's like how, like he had a majority of the African American community support uh-huh. that, and he had like he had a lot of minority, um, like minority support. Yep, and I like. There's no way Biden truly meant to say that. I think that's just what his brain processed and what spewed out. You get me? Yeah. Like, there's to- I bet you there's already somewhere an article saying, like, oh, you see, I didn't mean to say that. What I meant to say, you know? Like, I trying th- to correct for it. I think, honestly, like, his team, I don't, team educated him on, like, the type of interviews that are done on The Breakfast Club and the type of material that's done. And he thought, oh, maybe I can just pull off with this line and everyone will laugh and think I'm cool. And it's like, no, you're the vice president. You're running for presidency. And it's the most important job position right now. And you literally just called out a community and said, if you're not voting for me, your minority doesn't represent (laughs) you. I was, I I was. You're not. (laughs) It's honestly like, I'm at a loss for words. Like, how do you even like recover from that? Actually, like I pulled up an article here um, from... Um, I googled it somewhere from oh from from Vox. Uh-huh. Do Joe Biden's "you ain't black" comments ultimately matter? Yes. Yeah, I, they, I, they should. I mean that that just shows you insight. And on then Representative Clyburn, yeah, Representative Clyburn said that it made him cringe. So like it's it he definitely messed up, and I don't see. Like if his campaign wasn't dead already. Wait, hold on, Brandon. Give give me two. Give me two. Hold on. Yeah. So um, back to what I was saying. Like, if that campaign wasn't already done for, like, it's definitely done for now. Nail in the coffin, definitely. Yeah, and when it comes like, to the Biden campaign, I I think that at the like the the position we're in, that the country's in right now, I think that it might be better that. Um, we're not going to have such a drastic change in office that it's going to be 
some sort of unstable stability having Trump for another four years. I see. But, I mean, if 2016 wasn't wild enough, 2020, electric boogaloo. Uh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, it doesn't get better. And it's a shame that, like, this this year the Democrats had, like, such a strong pull. Well, there was also some Randys in there. But, uh, like, they had different people that that definitely appealed to everyone. We had Spartacus. We had Amy Klobuchar. We had, you know, so, like, I go back to the first presidential, the Democratic debate. And it's like, you, you're you like, okay, yeah, I see. Maybe we're going to do some, we're going to right our wrongs from the 2016 elections. Maybe we're going to learn from what happened. And Mayor Pete was swinging out there. Everyone was saying Mayor Pete was going to be the nominee. Yep. Disappeared into obscureness. Yeah, he was like, and guys, I'm out. I remember uh, when, when uh, Beto O'Rourke uh, just walked up on stage <laughs> at that Biden rally. I know everyone's hearts were crushed. They're everyone. like, you were supposed to endorse Biden. I mean, Bernie. And it's over. And Beto was like, now calm down, now calm down. I know, and then <laughs> it's wild. And then... No, and now I'm seeing. Uh, I think I don't remember who it was. It was like a right wing media, uh, and um, a lot of right wing people were supporting the same with that. Face masks are now a political symbol for the left. I ha- I don't even know what to say. I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. First of all, the fact that the coronavirus is a politicized thing now shows it's some sort of flaw in the system. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that it's like, oh yeah, the face mask is a political, it's a po- political symbol for the left. It's kind of like, mm, how? Like it's, it's truly, it's kind of saddening that like, they've basically, it's basically split now between the Democrats being on the the side of survivors, or like surviving this, uh-huh. and the Republican being like, well. You could screw the lives and the economy stays alive. Yeah, it feels like a George Orville novel, you know, like yeah. this just this honestly feels like the end. Like this feels like the long descent. It's at this it's, point. I think we're going to it's going to take some like miracle candidate like Andrew Yang had the right idea. He, his, his whole campaign was always like not left, not right forward, like. And yeah. I feel I feel like that's where he he held a lot of the moderates on that single fact. I thought that Bloomberg could win over moderates. I thought maybe yeah, he Bloomberg could... Bloomberg was in a weird spot where like you look at him Bloomberg. and you look at, at and you go he has that much money mm, Republican, and then he's like uh, yeah mm, I'm running to be the DNC candidate. I mean I thought he had at one point. Didn't he run as New York's mayor as a, as a Republican? I know at one point he was a Republican. He, I don't know. I know he was New York's mayor, but I have no idea what party he had. It might have been just an anti-Trump party run. I don't know. Mini, Mike, Mini Mike fought with heart. You know, he was bless a little him. engine I, that could. I, I hope he's doing well. <laughs> God I know his. he's doing well with that money. But yeah, cancel culture got to him too. Everyone was canceling. They're like, oh, this money could oh, have yeah. gone to different things. And whatever, but Speaking of cancel culture, Jimmy Fallon got canceled on Tuesday night. Oh, really? Yeah, because more. Um, 
what was it like a 90s clip of him doing blackface um, on SNL or something like yeah that? exactly on SNL um, I think he was doing a, a Chris Rock impersonation uh-huh. and um, I mean uh, there's no denying that at the time that was just what like the thing was you know the comedy was yeah that was the comedy spectrum at the time so at the same Except time it's kind of like well you see I, I'm, I'm not this I'm not a fan of this whole let's look back into people's uh, past and see their their mistakes because there's no denying that a majority of those people grow from it you get me i agree but however have you seen justin trudeau's blackface okay. that's a different story <laughs> come on man i know come on. no but still was- like the, yeah that was messed up but at the like also i mean we live in a city we live in laredo bro the city yeah. of laredo sheriff's office literally posted a picture with someone in blackface oh i did in know 2019 that. I, didn't know I took a screenshot of it. It magically deleted off of Facebook. But who has it? Me. LMT, wow. you want to write an article about blackface in the sheriff's community? I'm right here. Let me know. Time up Time up the New York Times. Say you got a hot new article. Hey, Laredo made the morning times for finding one of the poorest city $1,000 for not wearing a mask. <laughs> Woo! I mean, Laredo's making the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, so it was, it was Jimmy Fallon doing impersonation of Chris Rock uh saturday night live oh two decades ago on in 2000 uh wait but that's when like okay my whole thing is when did white chicks come out and we still haven't criticized white chicks for you see that's the thing that's the thing there's a a double standard or what's going on here fonzie you're gonna get canceled you can't be uh, there's never mind never mind no 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 i want actually i want to talk about this because i talked with i talked with uh with this i talked about this with kenneth um there's a there's a strong belief that you can't be racist towards white people uh-huh. because they are the majority and they are like a source of most racism problems. And I and I talked to Kenneth. I was like, hey Kenneth, like uh, Kenneth, if you don't know him, he was my he was my roommate. Oh, no. Met him in elementary school. No, for the listeners, um, oh, he is oh. an African American. <laughs> um, and I asked him, and I was like, hey Kenneth, like, what do you think about this whole like? reverse racism and he looked at me and he goes reverse racism isn't a thing and i was like what do you mean he goes racist towards asians racist towards blacks racist towards whites it's still racism it's racism yeah all around. yeah and i was like you see that's that's interesting because as a member of um of a group that is often facing racism you still believe that racism can still exist towards whites and I feel like I saw people bringing that up, like white chicks. Why were they? Why did they do a dramatized look on white people? You know, mm-hmm. and I see where people are coming from. That like, oh my god, Jimmy Fallon did blackface. But at the same time, look back at most TV shows. Like, was it wrong to do blackface in general, regardless of the time? Yes, completely. Yeah. But at the same time, go back and look at earlier TV shows. Go look back at earlier comedy specials. Go back. Go to media inter- and entertainment in the, before the 2010s. Um, completely different. Oh, yeah, really. Completely different uh, environment to be in. So I just, I think that, like, obviously anything you bring back into the times today is going to uh-huh. look wrong. So, exactly. I th- like, go for it. Like, you couldn't make a Rush Hour movie, the Jackie Chan and uh, Chris Tucker. But like at the Chris time, Rock. they. No, Chris, Chris a, Tucker. Chris Chris Tucker isn't that uh. 
Tucker. Oh wait, no, singer Tucker Carlson. No, it's not Chris Rock. It's Chris Tucker. Dude, I'm a hundred percent. It's because I don't remember it. That's why. How do you not remember this movie? No, I like I remember. Oh, it is Chris Tucker. My bad. There we go. But yeah, you could not make a a, a Rush Hour movie nowadays. You can't, but yet you go back to when they were made. They were so popular. It was crazy how popular those movies used to be. I mean, you look at Medea movies and stuff like that. And will speak they speak about Medea movies? Um, Medea hey, movies don't exist in my in my vocabulary. Buddy, you've gone to your fair share of Medea premieres. I've gone to two. I've gone to two. And you you enjoyed all of them. I saw you. You were so happy sitting down in that theater. Oh yeah, I was even I was even writing down in my notebook, <laughs> taking notes for a comprehensive movie review of it. You were like playing Clash of Clans or something. <laughs> yes. Yo, Clash of Clans, I would never. Um, but yeah, like there's like also there's some jokes like. I feel like the only the only show that has faced backlash but said screw you guys I'm gonna keep pushing is South Park, and that's always oh yeah a big thing that I've why I've respected South Park and like South Park because one, they take like a week to create episodes so they're always current event based episodes, uh-huh. and two, they do, what's, crossing what like what's on that line, and it's just, it's amazing because of the fact that they're able to do that and say screw what the public thinks and it's 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 respectable especially nowadays where they're still going strong like 20 seasons in or whatever and they're still pulling off very very funny yet raunchy comedy mm-hmm. and like there's that that's like i feel like south park is a is probably going to be the only show that can survive these types of canceling and stuff but that like, and um it's always sunny when I think of that, it's always sunny has always been a satire on the world we live. But in, is is always know? sunny still running? Yeah, it is. Really, I could have sworn yeah, it they, ended. They they were moved. I thought I think they were once on FX and they've been moved to FXX. But oh, they got I, pushed. Either they got pushed or they've always been there. But I know they're still they're still showing. running new episodes. Yeah, like okay. their last season, I want to say came out not too long ago yeah but like besides these like these shows like everything you bring back is gonna look bad today and i think it's 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 um a spectra it's a it's a combination of one we're starting to like really focus on what is really right and what is really wrong uh-huh. and there's also no denying that like some aspects of like life have become very more delicate and soft about different yeah. things like I've always you have to work a, around them. Yeah, you like I've always been a person like I know you don't po- talk politics or religion at the table. Uh-huh. But I've always been one where like that's what I enjoy if you want to bring it up like I I can have a discussion with you about it. Like I don't that's care what 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 your majority of your humor and stuff like, like that. Yeah, is like about. I I love anything like that's based on that because that's my thing and I can I can accept both sides of an argument. But like uh-huh. now if you go to some people and like you go to like some very very extremist left and you mention anything that's even con- would be considered moderate 5 years ago and you're all of a sudden like all right and then you go to some right leaning extremists and you ask them anything about like some sort of just immigration reform and they're like oh you're a socialist scum and i don't know what and i feel like there's some topics that it's just you can't either you either can't talk about them anymore they've become very delicate 
or it's just like society as a whole has become a little soft towards things that when we used to find a acceptable and b comedic i don't know if it's gonna if there's gonna be a pushback like if we're going too soft right now and then all of a sudden we're gonna almost revert back i'm not sure if that's gonna happen i see if it would happen i would say it would happen because i mean you see the same thing in politics when where you go from conservative to very very liberal and yeah you know it's swaying it's like a boat that's constantly swaying that's the way i've been seeing it i think i i think it's also like you i think society as a whole may get tired of like the situation that we're in yeah so it's kind of like mm, change of pace switch it up a exactly. little bit but i think that some some of what hap- what's happening nowadays like obviously you can pull out anybody's back backstory and their history and find something that would get them canceled nowadays but oh definitely like Jimmy Fallon's blackface incident that's not trying to get him canceled and he had to come out and apologize and that's interesting contributed. it literally contributed to where he is today because of yeah. how comedic and popular it was back in the day like I'm sure there was some outrage but that was like he was like the SNL was the one that approved it and greenlit it and probably wrote it too mm-hmm. it, it's gonna and be con- now he's the host it's gonna be concerning if they ever start like sense if NBC and I wouldn't be surprised if they did this start censoring and getting rid of old SNL episodes. Like I oh, remember, I'm sure they already did that. There's this famous clip, and I don't know if they still talk about it. Um, where Eddie Murphy, like it was this whole satire piece on Eddie Murphy pretends to be a white man for a day, and it's like it's one of Eddie Murphy's most famous like SNL pieces, and like it's funny. But it, again, it follows that whole thing of doing this white face, black face, and mm-hmm. yeah. where it comes in today's world's view. Yeah, and I feel like, um, like, you look at, you look at like, the the Chappelle show. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like that's something that even even him being an, a, a a minority, he still wouldn't be able to pull that off now. No, I I don't. It's a, he wouldn't, but there's been a resurgence in bringing back the Chappelle show, like Comedy Central. Well, that's because instance, that's has been because Dave Chappelle has been doing. He's become a powerhouse yeah, he, in the comedy industry. I mean, he he came he came back finally, like in 2016. He came back after being, you know, off the air and like yeah. not talking for like and, what 20 and then years. And he did those secret shows. Those secret yeah. shows in San Antonio. Hey, hey, hey! I love those shows. I was I was there for that one. Uh, but what's it called? I mean. I mean, like, cancel culture is, is, like, okay, so I'm not going to lie. During quarantine, I was like, you know what, what I'm going to do one day? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on trying to write a comedy uh, stand-up special. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to see if I, what I can come up with and see if it's good enough to actually get up on stage in, like, a random comedy club in Austin and talk. Uh-huh. And I realized that, like, a lot of the things I would joke about couldn't probably be said in uh, most times. You could only say, hi, my name's Brandon. Thank you for having me tonight. And then you walk off the stage. Yeah, because like, if you think about like, for example, like my favorite comedians have to be Chris D'Elia, Burt uh-huh. Kreischer, Dave Chappelle, and the most controversial one, Louis C.K. because of what he did. Yeah. And and for, uh, speaking of uh, what he did, uh, and Z's on Sorry Bro, like 
his career was oh, yeah. completely derailed from those false accusations. For, for nothing. I know. Yeah. You live in that trouble sometime. Like, it's kind of like, I don't think, like, there's no way, like, he even, like, they even said, like, he wasn't doing anything wrong. Like, that's just what happened. But, but like, don't, it, it's strange because it's like, don't get me wrong. The Me Too movement was absolutely great. It exposed Harvey Weinstein and a oh, bunch yeah, of like it sexual took down predators. a lot of bad things that were. But going then on. you you have those who then abuse it and make false accusations, and it just that's what feels like. I don't know um, what's his face name, Alex Jones, and stuff like that. When they're like, "Oh, the Me Too culture is just BS and stuff like that," it's like, no, they're really doing good. It's just the few. It's yeah, the it's, couple. It's, it's the it's who do the, false it's accusations. The bad apples in the bunch. Exactly. Like they, it was, it was, it, it was great to see like Harvey Weinstein and people like him get taken down. But at the Definitely. same time, and Ansari almost lost his whole entire career because of it. Uh huh. And like, it's just really messed up. And I feel like I'm almost afraid to say that I'm a Louis C.K. fan. Oh yeah, no, it's still very controversial. Yeah, it still is because I, he yeah, released like, a he released a special that private special. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to buy it, and then it was trending on Twitter solely based off the fact that everyone was attacking people that were still fans of him. Uh-huh. And I feel like was it wrong what he did? Yes. Yep. But at the same time, those comedy specials he has, they're still funny. So it's the separation of art from the artist you know basically but at the same time it's like well you're still supporting the artist by supporting his art exactly so like it's 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 a really fine line um what's his name that famous composer composer wagner he was very anti-semitic and for a time like his works like you couldn't play them and stuff like that you better but now a correct statement because you're accusing someone of a very bad thing (laughs) okay wagner's like been dead for a long time Look, let me search it. I'm pretty sure it's Wagner. No, but I get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But like people nowadays listen to him and they're like, oh, his pieces are beautiful. I mean, he was a shit person, however, if he was truly. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's no denying that Louis C.K. had some of the best comedy specials of the modern times. And he even had his own show. And I like that oh, show, yeah. but what's it called? It's just something that like nowadays like i look at i look at like burt kreischer's and uh did you watch the comedy trifecta on netflix tom segura burt and chris no i still haven't watched that um well it's basically like three different specials um and like you you look at some of their stuff and it's kind of just like it's almost like story-based comedy you kind of just uh-huh. tell a funny story about your past yeah and they mention i think it was chris in one of his previous specials and he's basically like this is comedy like, if you're getting offended when you're listening to this comedy, you shouldn't be following comedy. And I think that's also what's also drawn me towards comedy and stand-up. The fact that there is kind of... The line is very far away. And you can even sometimes cross that line. You get me? Definitely. Because at the same time, when you're doing that stuff, it's like you don't have bad intentions. You're not carrying any hatred. It's just... It's for a good time and laughter. I mean, um, if you've ever watched or seen the, like, podcast Your Mom's House, I mean, the stuff they do on there and the stuff they still talk about, like, you couldn't have that on TV, but it's like they still have a big fan base and, like, it's not like they're truly hurting anyone or doing anything your, like your that. Your Mom's House is Segura's, right? Yeah, it's Segura's. I, I, I like, it's that, absolutely hilarious. I, I, saw that, I saw that tangent he went on attacking a professional wrestling. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That got a lot of hate. <laughs> oh dude, that was hilarious. Like I was like, well, look, is it is is it real? No, obviously not. Yeah. But like you can't but deny the, the fact line. that they're very athletic people uh-huh. slamming themselves every week. You gotta give them credit for at least that. Like, bro, you're an overweight guy sitting on a desk talking. <laughs> like give them some credit for being athletic and working out every day. Exactly. But what's it called? And then like I think it was like one wrestler somewhere, he's like a champion or something, and he was like, Oh, beat your ass anytime or whatever. And then he's like, <laughs> You can't and then he replied, he's like, You can't be a champion of a fake sport. <laughs> <laughs> but what's it called? I um I I I started listening to Two Bears One Cave. Oh, I love that. Big fan of Two Bears One Cave. I mean I love Tom Segura's whole thing of like try to cancel culture ironically Bert by oh, just dude. berating him and calling him a are, fat racist. The, the best part is where Kreischer is just going on a whole tangent that's just that will eventually come back and bite him. Oh yes. definitely. Yeah. And Tom Segura's just stand, sitting there laughing. Because Tom's leading him to that point of okay can you just mention this one thing so we can clip it. Oh and yeah I'm, just... I'm waiting for them to do cocaine. I'm waiting for Bert Kreischer um, to do cocaine and record himself. Inevitably they will. Tom has been too supportive about this. I also love uh, uh, Burt Kreischer's whole uh, I've been sober uh, for 51 of 55 days. Yes. <laughs> He's like, and they're like, well, what do you consider uh, a sober day if I don't party two days back to back? Oh, my God. But, I mean, I, I'm a, I, pre- I appreciate that comedy is still a, uh, a somewhat protected thing. Yeah. As someone, I hate MFEA 2018, I, I got the award for most likely to become a comedian. I take that with pride. But um, I appreciate that it's so protected, but at the same time, I feel like it's coming more and more under fire. Definitely. I mean, it's been like that. I'm, you know what I'm trying to, like, source it of, like, when did the beginning of this start? I mean, it wasn't present, I don't think, in the Bush administration. You know, I, I couldn't even tell pretty... you. It's kind of something you don't realize is happening till it's too late. It's strange, but then it's something. Yeah, it really encompasses everything when it truly does happen. Like, so I can't pinpoint one specific event or a year, but we're like not it wasn't. It. it wasn't a random thing. Like when Tom Segura said one raunchy joke on stage, that the comedy world started to collapse. Like it just yeah it just happens as time goes on and. I, I honestly hope that, like, it stays where it's at right now because right now you can still get some good jokes. Uh-huh. And, like, uh, what's that What's that three-part comedy special? The the long-form improv uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the second one has to be the most comedic thing I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And they don't mention any raunchy things. They don't mention anything that's curr- currently going on. But, like, that's not, like my thing i couldn't get up on stage and do that uh-huh. but like at the same time i could be up on stage and go and go make fun of the left and the right exactly but at the same time that just exposes me to getting hate from both sides because they can't take a joke i mean if i'm not sure if you know this comedian but like he would talk about like don don rickles no one ever categorized him as a racist because they said well he openly makes fun of um, both like either like he was never specific to one race he was always yeah. making fun of everyone African-Americans Jewish people white people Italians you know it, 
it didn't matter but like you could that that still wouldn't cut it today it, it would be like it wouldn't. Oh, the no. fact you just said that he wasn't categorized as a racist but made jokes about jewish and the african-american community is enough for someone to take that out of context and now exactly spit on he passed away didn't he he passed away like yeah. two years ago soft yeah junior year like, high school. that's enough for someone to go spit on his grave just because of that i'm surprised and, an article hasn't been written about him about that he's one of the um comedy greats but i'm surprised that an article hasn't been written about him but at the same time he's one of the comedy greats because he was able to use that comedy exactly back when it was acceptable exactly but i mean it's an interesting time we're living in um maybe i will i will do some stand-up you know i'll go target some people you should do it at um remember the alamo draft house Oh, oh the comedy that, night, that, like, the, the open night. mic, open mic, open uh-huh. mic night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to, the, to the the six people in the audience, the and all of them are performers too. You know, I I would drag Sebastian with me, and we would go support you. Look, I, if I ever do one, I will text you, and I will go this club this night. You're gonna be there. I can even give you like positive heckles. You know, I could be like, "Yo, this is hilarious." <laughs> Uh, I have, I took notes. I took a note. Uh, my opening joke uh, was going to go, uh, I'm Asian. And if you don't think I am because of my eyes, you're a racist. And that's it. And I go, and then after that, I go, what's up with airline food? Call it a day. Call it a day. <laughs> and then that's when you hit them with the infamous, like, thank you, Austin. You guys were great. And then you walk off stage. No, you should do, um, you should, what is it called when comedians go into the audience and they, they ask questions? They're like, oh, where do you work at? And stuff like that. Oh, I but just no target just, me. Just, uh, just target me. Like, just write jokes about me already. I'll be like, hey, hey schmuck over there, that was a Boy Scout. Go oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> what if another guy gets up and he's like, me? <laughs> <laughs> now you're screwed. Like, you're all of you. You're out for like, like, no, 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 no. The one with the Hispanic short boy. And then he's going to pick yeah. one up, too. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you mean Sam? <laughs> and I'm going to be like, God, it's over. Um, but yeah, with that, I think that brings it through a, a very, very interesting conclusion. We started definitely, off with definitely. SpaceX uh, investing for a solid half hour. And now oh, yep. talking about my upcoming Netflix comedy special in a few years when you're canceled do you think that should be Definitely. before or after my failed campaign for president i think oh no during i think it should be during because during like great, like instead of publicity. instead of rallies i have stand-up shows yeah you know what? i think that could save the biden campaign if he did a comedy <laughs> oh i would love to i would love and 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 you know you know how at the beginning of the special the comedian makes one joke and he gets a constant punchline yes and then he brings it in at the end uh-huh. And then at the end, the final punchline, he goes, if you're not voting for me, you ain't black. That'd <laughs> be a great closer. Dead silence. <laughs> That'd be a great closer. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Fonzie, thank you uh, for reaching out, participating in. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. I'm not going to lie. You're going to be a constant guest because Fonzie's I'm... brain is just never ending in there. Oh, yeah. No, Lots of it, def- it definitely isn't. Uh, hopefully the Alzheimer's won't get to me before. Hopefully not. Then. All right, buddy. Uh, take care. Deuces. Yeah, take care. <laughs>